Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today we are looking at what's up in the universal sky, which means I have Nancy Aruda here. And we are going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about February for sure and probably March as well, just because we'll give you a full dose of what's up in the universal sky. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Nance. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay. I know we said that this was going to be like a good, you know, nice beginning year, start new things. Yes. I don't know. I felt so tired yesterday. And I don't know if there was anything specific about yesterday or just... No, I don't think there was was anything specific (laughs) yesterday that would trigger tiredness. Um, But it has been a good year so far for me anyways. (laughs) A complete 300 or I should say not 360, but a 180. Okay. From 2016 into 2017. So I've been enjoying it. Good. Um, And the month of February is probably a little bit more intense than the month of January. Okay. Okay. Because we have two eclipses. Right. Taking place. Now, most most of what I'm hearing, they're saying they're kind of benevolent eclipses and that they're not too... I mean, of course... I guess a solar eclipse, not a solar eclipse, a lunar eclipse is going to be intense regardless. Yeah, lunar eclipses are all around clearing and releasing things. Um, And it's interesting because I have not been feeling the eclipses yet. And typically I start to feel them two weeks beforehand. So I don't think it's going to be as intense as some eclipses usually are. Um, But before the eclipses, (laughs) we'll get back to the eclipses. Before the eclipses, Jupiter will be stationing retrograde. Oh, okay. And that is on February 6th. Okay. So in this particular Jupiter retrograde, um, being in the sign of Libra, which is a highly social kind of vibration, um, you may not feel like socializing quite as much. Mm. And I know like in the month of January, I did a lot of socializing. But now as we're going into February, it's kind of like, I don't have the time. Right. Um, and when I do have the time, I don't have the energy just because it's it's been busy. Mm-hmm. So this tired feeling that we may be f- tapping into is it could be connected to Jupiter stationing mm-hmm. retrograde because we're already feeling it really slow yeah, down because it's right? less than a week away. So, yeah. And typically with outer planets, I say you feel the shifts a week before to a week after the retrograde or direct. Right. And with Jupiter being farther away, I would give it at least five days, right? Today is February 1st, so this retrogrades on February 6th, so we're in that five-day window. So we just could be feeling, you know, a little bit of that heavier energy in terms of sleepiness or tiredness with the Jupiter retrograde. Right. Just going to warn you to be careful of your foot because someone's very much oh um, looking spying at, at my toes. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they move around too much. Yeah, going to get pounced. It's <laughs> what happens when you're short and your legs don't touch the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I put mine up all the time. <laughs> I don't blame you. 
I did feel her nails today, and and they're they're a little prickly. Not you too know, bad, I but they're a little did prickly. Them last week, they really shouldn't be that prickly. However, yes, <laughs> you should have felt them last week. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, so yeah, uh, this particular, like I said, with outer planets and and retrogrades, um, we don't feel the intensity the whole retrograde cycle, right? Because Jupiter will not be stationing direct until June. 6th june 9th where did i put it oh here it is june 9th okay okay so it goes retrograde from february 6th to june 9th um this particular one is really around internal growth and developing inner strength okay so it's how we can tap into the strength that exists within us and build upon it um and this is for the whole cycle but again we're only really feeling it in the retrograde as it stations retrograde and then as it stations direct. So about, like I said, two weeks before to two weeks after. Um, On a deeper level, we are developing a new connection to our higher self. Yes, I know I keep moving my leg. (laughs) (laughs) And someone keeps following it. (laughs) She's a little tired though, so she may not pounce. But (laughs) every time you do, she watches. (laughs) So we are developing a new connection to our higher self. And if you feel as though you have a strong connection to your higher self already, then it's about strengthening that channel, making it stronger overall. Um, New intuitive abilities might come through, right, in terms of developing that new connection. Um, Other people might awaken completely, but I don't see any of these as being hard awakening lessons. Um, it's more like this just this Jupiter? realization. Yeah. Okay. We're staying Jupiter. Yeah. Cause Jupiter does connect us to our spiritual self. Right. Right. Um, it is a, a very spiritual planet as well. So, and I'm feeling a lot of spiritual energy with this Jupiter retrograde. Right. And it's, and, and what it is that we're doing. Um, the one thing that we need to look for is, you know, releasing any r- routines that don't serve how we communicate with our higher self or connect with our higher self. Um, and that could be one thing that we're working with within this retrograde cycle, right? Um, and we do that through recognizing what's not working, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of making our higher self connection or connection to our higher self. <laughs> All right. Um, I think for the majority of people, it'll be more like, I'm not in the mood to go out or I don't want to socialize right now. So, and there may be some pondering of what directions you want to move in moving forward throughout the year. With regards to relationships or with regards to relationship with our higher self? Um, I'm going to say yes to regards to relationship and also yes to regards to the relationship with our higher self. Um, when I look at the external component of relationships, there's other energies that we'll talk about a little later on that will have us pondering relationships. Um, but with Jupiter, it's, it's more the relationship to our higher self. Okay. Or if we're looking at our everyday relationships how is that relationship serving our higher self right because it's not really about them it's about how it's serving us and our connection to Mm -hmm. our source component um so yeah back to the eclipses (laughs) 
<laughs> right. The lunar eclipse takes place on February 10th. Um, and it's in the sign of Leo. Okay. And when an eclipse is in the sign of Leo, I really am focused on the heart chakra because Leo rules mm. the sun in the universe and the sun rules our heart chakra. So a lot of times um, when there's an eclipse in Leo, we're clearing at a heart level. So we're removing anything that isn't serving our heart chakra. We're moving into forgiveness. But the purpose of it is to embrace love, to live more with an open heart. Okay. And, and I think for everyone, it'll be a little bit different, right, on how intense it might be. Or, you know, a lot of people might not even notice it at all. Because like I said, I'm not feeling it yet. Right. And typically, I feel eclipses two weeks before they happen. Because mm. it's kind of like I have to do my clearing in order to assist other individuals to do their clearing. So take a look at your ego. Take a look at how much power you give to your ego. Um, and how can you alter that relationship that you have within yourself between your ego self and your higher self. So again, we're pulling in this higher self energy. Uh, we're pulling in this spiritual connection to ourself at a heart level. So and being in the month of love, which is, you know, February 14th, um, the fact that the eclipse is in Leo, and it's asking us to integrate forgiveness, I think there's a connection there. Cool, right around the love energy. But it's not about looking at external love. It's about looking at your own personal love, how you love yourself, how do you care for yourself? How do you nurture yourself? Right? What do you do for you? Other than sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, and play with and play kitten. with kitten. <laughs> Because even if I don't want to, yes, <laughs> she makes you uh, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> At least she's not waking me up by pouncing on my face anymore. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> See, so you have an external component of sharing that love vibration. I do. Okay. Anybody who's in relationship has an external component of, and when I say relationship, I mean love relationship, has an external component of of kind of sharing that vibration and, and bouncing that love vibe off one another. But if you're single, okay, you really need to look at how are you expressing that love dynamic with the self. Right. And you know what? Not even if you're single, right? Because right? each individual in a relationship should look at how they're loving their self more and taking care of themselves more, right? Um, other ways that we can look at this is playful energy, integrating more playtime, right? So if we're not playing enough, then the universe is going to be like, okay, let's remove some of those aspects that are stopping you from playing, mm. right? Um, how do you access your creative potential? Because this is also creative energy, right? We need to create things. We need to explore. We need to allow our inner child to come out and play, right? right? So this eclipse is asking us, and again, if it's subtle, then you're going to have to read between the lines in understanding how do I make that love connection stronger to myself? How do I express my creativity more? Right. Make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Um, the sun will move into Pisces on February 18th. Right. So again, there's not a lot of activity happening. It, the sun changes signs. 
every year yeah. or every month. Sorry, <laughs> as well as every year. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, every month. So, and when it's in the sign of Pisces, it's a t- it's a heavier energy in terms of people just want to relax. And if we think about that month between February and March, okay, so February 18th before the spring, it's the last month of the winter. Mm-hmm. And people are tired. They're tired of the winter. Um, they're tired of the dark days. So even though we get more daylight, there's still shorter days. We haven't hit the, you know, the equinox. The, the, yes. Right. Um, so that it can fully charge our energy system, right? Um, you know, and there's a tendency to do a lot of withdrawal once the sun is in Pisces. Uh, it's, it's more of an introverted energy, okay? On an external level, it's a creative external energy. But really, in order to be creative externally, you need to access your internal. Well, Pisces is all about Neptune too, right? It's yes. all about... The dream the time, dreams. sleep, yeah. relax, chill. It's a water sign. Yeah. But it's a sensitive... Well, all water signs are sensitive, I think. All water signs are sensitive. <laughs> Not the only ones that are sensitive, but yes, all water signs seem to be sensitive. Although yes. I, I compare Pisces to Virgo a lot because they seem to have a similar need to clean things. Only because my sister was is a Pisces. That <laughs> was. Is a Pisces. And, uh, you know, having her as a roommate was... Good in some senses, and not well, your so- place was always clean. Oh yeah, but she always also wanted me to participate. Yeah. in said cleaning doesn't didn't always happen. No, as Aquarius, we just don't care. Um, the connection between Pisces and Virgo that was the energy of last year. That was the energy of right. 2016, and the connection between um, Pisces and Virgo is they're opposite each other. But they do have right. similar traits. Oh, just, absolutely. Yeah. It's just Pisces is a water sign. Virgo is an earth sign. Right. So the earth sign's a little more grounded, right? Yeah, true. A little more anchored in terms of what it desires to Not create. sensitive, but they do, they're kind of both a little bit analytical and a both, yeah, anyway, a little bit anal, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virgo North Node over here. <laughs> Sorry, Pisces North Node. Virgo Ascendant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I get that completely, right? Um, with my desire to always have order in my house. And well, the allergies are always, kicking oh, in. sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Do you need to go for a break? Sure. Okay. So we are going to go for our break. You are listening to News for the Heart. We're getting to the heart of what matters. We're talking with Nancy Aruda. If you want more information about Nancy, I'm not even going to ask. Um, go <laughs> to universalsky.com. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> right. And um, <laughs> we're talking about February and March of 2017, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. 
My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's news for the heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. We are talking with Nancy Arruda about what's up in the universe of sky for February and March of 2017. And I think we're just going into the next eclipse. Yes. Yes. Um, Because we just talked about the sun in Pisces. Mm -hmm. So we are now at the solar eclipse on February 26, 2017, which transpires in the sign of Pisces. Mm. So the sun and the moon are lining up at eight degrees of Pisces. Um, And with this energy... It's the solar eclipses are typically not as intense as lunar ones. Okay. But we're kind of pulling in some of the energy from 2016. Right. Right. Because we were operating on the Virgo, Virgo Pisces polarity last year. This year we're operating on the Leo Aquarius polarity um, with the North nodes going to be shifting into Leo and whereas last year the north node was in virgo and i think if i remember correctly it's not until may that it moves april april okay yeah i don't know the specific date offhand but it is in the month of april um which means the eclipses mirror where the nodal points are and we're kind of like so we're experiencing with the first eclipse a little bit of this year's energy right and this is what we need to let go of on an ego level with the lunar eclipse on february 10th in the sign of Leo. But then we're going to take a little step back and see what it is we need to release or clear that is kind of lingering from last year. Mm. Right? And that's with the solar eclipse in the sign of Pisces, because we're bringing back a little bit of the energy from last year. Um, And so if you if you take a look at the overall theme, or whatever it is that you were going through last year, then this is just like the final little bit of residue that's right. left over that you may need to just clear away. Okay. So even though solar eclipses aren't as intense, I find eclipses in the sign of Pisces are. It might just be me, 
where I have North Node in Pisces, South Node in Virgo. So it could just be my own personal activations that are happening. Um, but I do find it's, it's quite often it's connected to the soul clearing energy that's mm. ha- taking place or soul alignment energy that's taking place. And whenever we do soul alignment, we're not consciously in a- aware of what is specifically transpiring because there is a much higher, um, dynamic at play. Okay. Okay. But again, I'm not getting necessarily a lot of intensity with this eclipse either. Right. Um, because this is kind of like the final little bit of clearing that we need to do so that we can fully align. So there's alignment energy transpiring, but not as intensely as what it was last year. Okay. Okay. Um, and then once we're done with this eclipse, the next set of eclipses that come in in August are completely Leo and Aquarius mm. energy. So this is the final bit of residue. Right. So that means there's nothing in the end of August. It's it's all within... It's all in the month of August. Right. So the but solar be, and lunar eclipse. It can't be after, what, the 22nd or something? They must be early because yes. otherwise they'd be hitting very well. They are. Yeah. It's while the sun is in Leo. Right, but I I believe I can see the calendar in my mind, and it's like one's in the first week of August, right. and the other one's in like the third week of August, about before the twenty second or twenty third. Or yeah, something. and I do have the dates. It's just in yeah. a different spot. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, And that's pretty much it for March or February, right? right? So we've got those three energies taking place, Jupiter retrograde and the two eclipses um, in the month of February. And to me, it feels like it's going to be quieter. Wow. It seems that the one is right on the 21st, which means it must be right before, it must be at 29 degrees. Yeah. If it is on the day that it changes, absolutely. Yeah. Which, if it is at 29 degrees, it's totally a completion energy. Right. Sorry, now I'm going to make you look, aren't I? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one's on <laughs> August 7th. Right. And August 21st is at 28 degrees, Leo. Okay. So, 52 minutes. So, it's almost at the 29th mm-hmm. degree. So, we are definitely pulling in some completion energy. Um with that. Interesting. Well, we'll discuss that in August. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe even July. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So that's it for February. And so moving into March. <sighs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was that was an interesting <laughs> sigh. <laughs> couple reasons. Um, the first one I'm picking up on is the Jupiter opposite Uranus aspect, which takes place on March 2nd at 8.15 p.m. at 22 degrees Libra and Aries. So when we have Jupiter and Uranus opposite each other, it's really pulling in change. Now, we need to remember that um, Jupiter is retrograde. Uranus is direct. Okay, so this is really about moving forward with changes that may have been initiated the first time it aspected, which was December 26th. 
Okay. Boxing Day. Not a lot of people doing a lot of stuff on Boxing Day, but... Yeah, some people go shopping in that craziness. <laughs> I don't. Um, but with this particular aspect, it's like we're, we're looking for change. Um, and that change can be like you know, a relationship that's not working, you may have released it, right? Or a career or a way of life that's no longer suiting you. Um, and it, it's, it's a little contradictory because there's a part of you that wants something different, but then there's a part of you that's afraid of something right. different, right. right? And so if you look back to December 26th and what was going on in your life, then you can identify with how this energy can somehow mirror something that some change that was initiated for you. Okay. okay. All I can remember is that I was sick right. with a cold or a flu. And I remember feeling very alone at that point in time. Right. right. So it could, again, be activated in that sense, or I may feel the opposite. Right. I may be like, oh, there's lots of people around me kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, and then the other intense thing that's kind of transpiring in the month of March is Venus stations retrograde <sighs> on March 4th at 13 degrees Aries, eight minutes at 4.08 a.m. Eastern ten Standard Time. We will be feeling this well into a week before. Okay. Okay. Maybe even longer. So when it comes to pre-shadow and post-shadow, because a Venus retrograde is five, six weeks long, it will not be stationing direct until April 15th, right? So we're in it for five to six weeks. The, um, the pre-shadow is January 30th. Okay, so we're already in the pre-shadow. I don't really focus on the pre-shadow or post-shadow for... Anything a Venus retrograde, Mercury. anything but Mercury. Right. Mercury, we feel it because it's so close to the sun, right? It's really pulling on us. But that could be why I was feeling tired yesterday, too. It could be if as I, we get closer, yeah. but we're still a month away. Uh, yeah, but it, shadows t tend to affect me, so maybe that was, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it would. you know what? If Venus was interacting with something in your chart, right. it's, it's a possibility. Right. All right? Okay. Um, it's interesting because... The beginning of February, both Mars enters into Aries and Venus enters into Aries, right? And I we talked a little bit about it before the show, and I'm like, so the two are very, very close together, but they're not in a conjunction, okay? They're not on top of each other, right. nor will a conjunction transpire because Venus is already slowing down, right? right? And Mars is still at full speed ahead, so he's kind of like running ahead of Venus, Um so by the time the retrograde happens, like the closer we get to March 4th and the Venus retrograde, the slower and slower she's moving. Right. Okay. So yeah, it could pull in a tired energy with the female dynamic. Right? I think also it's just we've had so much weather that's been dark instead of we've had heart so little sunlight this month. Yeah. Here anyway. Yeah. Of course, I was talking to Tom who I'm not sure he's he's kind of midwest kind of place it was 70 degrees yesterday and he says like it's been 50 60 70 i'm like oh, okay just go away <laughs> we've had a pretty nice month but not yeah. that nice <laughs> no um and for me it was a little upsetting that we didn't get a lot of snow oh right you like snow 
Um, so, and, and I mean, I haven't snowed a lot of rain, a lot of rain, but <laughs> which melted all the snow and I haven't pulled up my snowblower. I'm going to say in two and a half weeks, it's gotta be at least that long. So it's, it's very disappointing because you like to, I love snow blowing oh, my driveway. I, I get see. all bundled up and I go out and, <laughs> and you got it fixed or at least somebody fixed it for you. Yes. 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 So my snowblower works perfectly now. <laughs> well, actually not perfectly, but I manage. Um, and I, I clear more than just my driveway. So I clear, you know, a huge part of the front lawn so that extra cars can park. Should anybody ever decide to come and visit me? (laughs) (laughs) And then a huge strip going all the way down to the back of the property so that I can get access to my snowblower out of the shed. And then a huge patch in the backyard so that my dog has somewhere to (laughs) Wow. Go. (laughs) You know, usually dogs aren't that uh, picky. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. It's me. Um, yeah, so it takes me two hours. Right. Right. right and to, you love this. And I love it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Where did you grow up? In yeah. King. Yeah. I was <laughs> thinking about growing up in Owen Sound, and there was so much snow because it was part of the snow belt. And Well, we had a lot of snow out in the countryside in King Township as well. Um, to the point where, cause like the school that I went to, people would, would go to school, right. right? Um, and, and bus services would work in the town that I went to school in, but where we lived, they would cut bus services off. Right. Right. So it's not really the snow belt. Right. Um, but it, we just got more winds, right. So more blowing snow and it would, you know, sometimes the drifts going over the roads would be five, six, seven feet high. Um, so there's no way a bus would come pick us up, right? So we got a lot of snow days. And when it was a snow day, my mom would be like, go outside and play, all right? So we just spent the whole day outdoors, right? Uh, well, I loved tobogganing and and, and uh, snowmobiling, but I didn't really like the whole shoveling of the snow part. Well, we never had to shovel, and I don't right. shovel. I snow blow. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> Well, we didn't have snowblowers then, so. The only I, thing I have to shovel is my deck. I didn't, I didn't mind mowing the lawn on the uh, riding lawnmower, so that was okay. But yeah. shoveling, I did not like. Yeah, no shoveling involved. Yeah. See, we would have a plow come, and they would they would plow out our laneway, and then they'd leave all that snow. At the end of the driveway? No, at the at, at, right at the garage doors. So that had to be oh. dug out. And, you know, they always kind of pack it in there. Yeah. Even if they don't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. The only bit of shoveling I do is my um, my decks and my stairs. And then at the bottom of the stairs, I pull it away from the stair, but then I just blow it. Right. So my amount of shoveling is 10 minutes. Okay. Right. And it's usually pushing the snow. I don't even pick it up and heave it anywhere. Right. <laughs> I just push it off the step and then. So that you can blow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snow so, yeah so we didn't get a lot of that sorry about that yeah well i mean i'm not really but no i know you're not because <laughs> really i'm not <laughs> kind of got sidetracked we did a little venus bit. retrograde yes. <laughs> see how much we want to discuss venus retrograde <laughs> maybe that's it 
that must be the that must be the uh, driving force. Yes. <laughs> so when Venus goes retrograde, okay, there is the potential for relationship stuff to come up. Right. I don't want to say issues. Okay, because when you say relationship issues, people then go out and, and, you know, they're like walking on eggshells around their partner, trying not to trigger anything, right? And it's not really about issues. When Venus goes retrograde, what we're doing is we're, we're looking at two things. We're reevaluating our personal values and beliefs, okay? And we're looking at how our love relationships or even our social relationships are affecting us. Okay, and I'm making this really about us because, or the me energy, because it's in the sign of Aries, mm. right? So we're looking at the relationship we have with ourself again, right? Our personal values and beliefs, how we love ourselves, how we care for ourselves, uh, what we do for ourselves. It can pull in, you know, our own personal resources, our finances. Um, but a lot of times when Venus goes retrograde, the energy is so directed inwards. Mm. And when we do look outside of ourselves or look at what's going on in our life, we're not seeing what we truly desire to see. And it can often trigger a heavier vibration or a lower vibration. So there are tendencies when Venus is retrograde for depression. Okay, so if you're feeling that heavier energy, be gentle with yourself, right? Allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. This is a six-week process, right. right? Like a five to six-week process. And this is not one of the outer planets that you don't really feel during the no. process. This is one of the ones that you feel the entire time. That's right, yes. right? And and you can say a little bit that Venus can rule feelings, right? Not emotions, right. But how we feel physically, right. right? And when you're feeling physically low, right, that can pull your emotions down with it, right? So it's just be extra gentle, right? Do things that give back to you. But you have to make the conscious effort because the if you're not operating consciously, the unconscious expression is to go into that pity party that woe is me, right? Right. So and and a lot of times when Venus is retrograde, there are relationship issues there. You know, people may break up or end relationships or try and reevaluate them in some way, shape or form to say, how does this relationship best suit me? Right. Right. Um, what do I need to do um, to be more loving in my relationship and to be more loving towards myself? Right. So it shall be an interesting month, the month of March, <laughs> um, going into the month of April with the Venus retrograde. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Someone I know is getting married and she asked if she should get married. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's. We unconsciously pick our dates for a reason. Mm. Okay. And if, if somebody would have come to me like a year or two in advance and say, I'm thinking of getting married, is there anything I should avoid? I would say to them, avoid the Venus retrograde. Right. Right. However, if you've gone ahead and booked your date on an unconscious level, then there is definitely something you need to integrate or learn on a relationship level 
And that's why you pick that date. Right. So it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't say the relationship is doomed by no means. Right. Right. Because, and, and if these individuals have Venus retrograde in their chart, in their own natural birth chart, then it may be beneficial for them. Right. Right. So this is where you really need to look at the individuals who are getting married. You need to look at their, their own astrological energy, as well as the date that they met, the date that they're, they're thinking of getting married on and, and, you know, try and see if it's a good date for them. Right. Right. Cause there are no bad dates. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I tarot wise, I, I, I get they're they're going to change it, but, um, you know, <laughs> I think they're trying to push it too quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they might, you know, possibly come up with changes mm-hmm. or there might be a lot of conflicts in terms of trying to get the wedding, like everything to happen on that day, right? Like the hall and the and the church and the caterer and because there's so much stuff you have to coordinate together, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So from Venus retrograde, um, and shortly after Venus goes retrograde, Mars will be moving into Taurus. Okay, so he will no longer be in the sign of Aries. Um, He will have moved on. On March 20th, the sun goes into Taurus. That's wrong. (laughs) The sun goes into Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What was I thinking? Um, the sun will be moving into the sign of Aries. Okay. Joining Venus, um, at some point on the journey and shifting the energy, like allowing us to move into spring. Okay. So here we have this spring energy, but with the Venus retrograde, we still might not feel like it's spring. Right. Right. Um, and I'll let each individual determine that for themselves as we move into that energy. But, um, if you're still feeling tired, springtime you're feeling heavy then again keep nurturing the self you don't have to jump outdoors and start your gardening right away right right um so take time for you and nourish the self on before i get into the nest aspect we will be experiencing the pre-shadow of mercury retrograde on march 27th okay okay so mercury will not station retrograde until april 9th um, in the sign of Taurus. However, the pre-shadow starts on March 27th. So starting... And there's some overlap there, right? With Venus and not a lot, but there is some. Yes. Yeah. Because so um, Venus goes month. direct on April 15th. Yeah. And Mercury goes retrograde on April 9th. So, and although we're not talking about April. Right, right. Um, <laughs> the days between April 9th and April 15th, Take vacation. <laughs> Perfect time to take a vacation. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. thinking of taking a vacation the last week or of March. Days, <laughs> <but> something. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So, just be aware. Miscommunications are going to start to peak or, you know, communication yeah. issues around the end of March. Right. Okay. Um, if you need to buy electronics, buy them before March 27th. Right. But then watch what you're buying because 
Venus is retrograde. <laughs> right. Does Venus, if, well, it, I guess it can affect something. It affects our buy. values and beliefs. Oh. And what okay. we think is beautiful. What we think is beautiful. It rules our possessions, mm. right? So tangible physical stuff that we own. And money. And money. Right. So we may have a tendency to overspend or... Yes. Okay, to make us feel better. Right, right. Right? Right. So if you find you are going shopping just because you're feeling low and you need to get out of the house and you want to feel better, be careful. Right. Right? Because this retrograde will teach you something about your personal values and beliefs. Right? right? Um, And then the last aspect on March is Jupiter square Pluto. Didn't we, didn't you jump over a few things before Did I jump over? No, that's Venus retrograde. Okay. That's all there is? Yep. That's it? Yep. So what's the last thing? Um, on March 30th, <laughs> we have Jupiter square Pluto. Uh, okay. Okay. And there's some tensions with this energy as we struggle to achieve our goals. Okay. The last time this happened, because this is the second hit, was November 24th. So this is the aspect um, mm. that was kind of taking place near the u.s election right i believe i think so so yeah yeah um what else does it do it's it's really about we're lacking tolerance and patience to make the changes that are necessary. So you may recognize what changes you need to make, but there's no patience or tolerance to make those changes. So it's um, it's really about finding the right balance between being confident in your decisions for the changes that you want to make and being patient, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's almost like you also need to interact like with persistence and patience. So it's like, keep at the goal, keep focusing on the transformation that's transpiring, but be patient for it to happen. Hmm. So what's your feel on the next two months? Um, again, like trying to understand February and every time I look into the month of February, I just keep hearing, open your heart, open your heart. And the more you open up your heart chakra and your heart energy, the more you can help yourself to heal. You can integrate forgiveness because those blocks are going to, any blocks at our heart level will be revealed. Okay. It's just typically when we're dealing with heart issue stuff, it's not like a slam in your face because it's, it's intense enough to begin with. When we when we have a block at our heart chakra, we can't just rip it out, right? Mm-hmm. It would be way too traumatic, right? So I find the healing that happens at a heart level is a little subtler than clearings that we do either in the root or the sacral or the solar plexus. Once we get to the heart, it's not as intense, mm-hmm. right? Or it's it's just presented in a gentler way right? So that we can move to forgiveness. Because if it's too aggressive, we won't forgive at all. We'll just be left with that pain and that emptiness feeling, right? So, um, so yeah, open your heart, try and do things that you love doing that allow you to laugh, play, 
um, explore your creativity, okay, in the month of February. When we get into the month of March, be extra gentle with yourself. Because of this heart energy that's clearing and with Venus going retrograde, you know, it's going to be pulling on other chakras as well. So it's going to be pulling on the sacral chakra. So we're going to be doing some clearing at an emotional level in the sacral chakra. It's also going to be doing some clearing at the third eye, which is our perspective and our vision. So we may be confused about what direction or vision that we have. Um, so don't try to make any drastic changes during that time. Instead, allow the universe to show you what changes you need to make on a subtle, gentle level. All right. Cause I don't think the universe is going to come in and slap you across the face. Right. Um, that was last year. Right. <laughs> right. This year's better. <laughs> I just keep telling myself this year's better. (laughs) I don't need to replace any more appliances. (laughs) Other than the new printer that I just got. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you pretty much have replaced everything. So it's not like you have anything to replace. But yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for a new computer and that's the last thing. Really? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, so yeah, just like be extra gentle, right? Love yourself. Cool. If you feel like sleeping, sleep. Right. If um, you know, you feel like jogging, jog. Do whatever it is you feel like doing in the moment. Obviously, we still have our responsibilities that we need to do, right? You still got to go to work. You still need to feed your children. That kind of thing. Um, but just give yourself time. And, and like schedule time for you as an individual, right? Not as a mom, not as a wife, not as a, a lover, not as a coworker, but schedule time for just you, right? I would say it would be fabulous to have some spa days in there, right? Days that you devote just to nurturing yourself, going to the spa. I wouldn't do anything drastic in, chain, in terms of like when Venus is retrograde, getting like a huge haircut or anything drastic, but it, it would be really nice to pamper yourself during that time. Right. Cool. All right. And then there's the Mercury retrograde. That's, did you say that was April? That takes place in April, but we feel the pre-shadow in March. We won't worry about that yet. Okay. Well, all right, Nance. Well, thank you. And thank you. uh, We'll have you back. Well, hopefully you'll be back sometime in March for April. Yes. Maybe May. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) All right. You've been listening to News for the Heart, and we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We've been talking with Nancy Arruda about what's up in the universal sky for February and March of 2017. And we'll be back next week. Have a great day. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.